welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey there, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, and the podcast is a little late for you this week, and I apologize for that. It's been a week, and just because I report the news of the stars doesn't mean that it doesn't uh, impact me as well. So right now, the main event is that we have a Mars square Saturn. And so Mars is in Aries, Saturn is in Capricorn, and they are in a square, which is a very tense, it's a hard aspect in astrology. Now squares, they create tension and friction, but they also create action. So normally I would say this is so great. While it is intense, it will get us moving forward and it very well might. But Mars square Saturn in particular, it feels like you're trying to drive with the parking brake on and you're like, why won't the car go? And you don't realize the parking brake is on and the parking brake is Saturn. So Mars is the planet of impulse. It likes to take action on the gut instinct. It likes to go when it feels like going and it's very responsive Mars is a very responsive and reactive planet, especially when it's in its home sign of Aries. Saturn is the planet of having a plan, being strategic, going step by step, especially when Saturn is in its home sign of Capricorn. Saturn in Capricorn wants to be the boss and Mars and Aries wants to be the boss. So when these two get into this square, it's really a challenge. And this is one of the most challenging aspects of 2020. Not just because it's happening, but because it's happening for so long. It's a prolonged experience of this energy of feeling like you want to run, but being forced to walk. And that energy is playing out for such a long period of time. We're really, this aspect was exact on Monday, but we are going to feel this aspect and feel this energy through September because Mars is slowing down to go retrograde. So because Mars is moving so slow, we're going to have this with us for a while. And then he's going to stop and turn around and we'll have it again. These guys are actually going to meet up three times, but only two times in these signs. By the time the third time comes, it's going to be into 2021 and they're both going to be in different signs and it's going to be a different flavor with Taurus and Aquarius. But for now, they're definitely in a very tense meeting where Mars really likes to get its way. Mars in Aries is kind of a spoiled brat and Saturn in Capricorn is the stern principle saying no. And the principle in that scenario is always going to win out. So we really have to use this energy in a way that says, okay, I have this motivation. I have this passion, this enthusiasm, this Mars and Aries. 
how do I let Saturn give me the structure to make something out of this passion and enthusiasm? And it's frustrating because Mars wants to take action immediately. And Saturn wants you to make sure that you've done the pro con list and you've, you've uh, fleshed out the strategy and you have a timetable and it's in your Google calendar and your tasks are all laid out. And so they operate very differently. And so this can be challenging, as I've said, but it can also teach us something. It can also teach us how to rein in and lasso that enthusiasm, the passion, the excitement, that impulsive action, and then do something that lasts a long time with it. So Mars and Aries loves to take action, but does that action have long-term lasting effect? Not always. So Saturn can teach us how to take action and allow it to sustain So that's what we're working with. But if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling helpless, stuck, angry, irritated, even maybe depressed, I'm not surprised because this is a really, really tough thing, tough energy to have hanging out around in the background for us right now. And it's going to be hanging there for the next month. And personally, this is this is where astrology gets personal. So we have the aspects are happening and they're impacting all of us. But then we each have our own birth chart from the moment that we were born, that moment we took our first breath. And so when something in the sky impacts your natal chart, your birth chart in a very personal way, you feel it. And so for me, this square is actually happening. Mars in the sky is conjunct my Mars in my natal chart, as well as my ascendant. So I'm feeling this square incredibly this week. I have been so tired, so frustrated, irritated, just really really at wit's end with a lot of things. And so you might feel be feeling that too. You might be feeling exhausted and agitated at the same time, which is really, in my opinion, the essence of this energy. So that's what we're working with. And while it's not the best news, I do think that Mars square Saturn, while it's one of the tougher aspects, especially this year, having it linger for so long, It also is an aspect that when we're done with it, we're going to have learned a ton. So I look forward to the lessons. Saturn always delivers the lessons. He never disappoints in terms of serving the lessons. So pay attention to the lessons that are showing up for you. Luckily, we have some other really nice aspects going on this week. Most notably, Mercury trine Uranus on Tuesday which obviously already passed because I'm recording this on Wednesday. Again, apologies for the podcast being late this week, but we're still vibing that Mars and Saturn. We're going to be vibing with it for a month. So you're going to want to keep that info at the ready. And then the other trines this week are really a lot of the aspects this week are toward the end of the week. The earliest one other than the Mars square Saturn is, is Mercury 
trying Uranus. And so on Tuesday, you might've felt a little more social. You might've felt a little more innovative. The ideas might be flowing. You might had some, some welcomed surprises that showed up on Tuesday you know, Mercury is in an earth sign. It's in Virgo. Uranus is an earth sign. It's in Taurus. So this trine is really helping us build what I like to call our next normal. So while the Mars square Saturn might be holding you back from taking action in the way that you want to take action, you are totally capable of making plans Saturn loves a strategic plan. So this Mercury trine Uranus on Tuesday, as well as Mercury trine Jupiter on Saturday, great opportunities to dip into these earthbound planets right now and make a plan, put a plan into place and then work the plan. Saturn loves to see you work a plan step-by-step. So use the passion, use the energy, use the enthusiasm maybe even use the anger of Mars and Aries and let that motivate you to build the plan. Okay. So that's what Mercury is up to. So Mercury is trining Uranus on Tuesday, trining Jupiter on Saturday, and then Mercury is going to oppose Neptune on Sunday. We'll get to that because the weekend definitely has a lot going on. The other trine going on this week that is nice. And so in astrology, we have soft aspects and we have hard aspects and trines are soft aspects and squares are hard aspects. Soft aspects are flowing. They help us move things forward. We all of a sudden see something we never saw before. We have an aha moment. We run into an old friend on the street that we were just thinking about, you know, soft aspects, they flow. They let us live in the flow in the present moment. If we, if we lean into them, right? So Venus is trying Neptune on Thursday. Thursday is a great day to sit down and dream and meditate and journal when Venus and Neptune are in this trine flowing formation, flowing aspect, it can be really, really nice to dream, to plan, to cast your vision. If you are feeling like I can't take action in the way that I want because Mars square Saturn and nothing seems to be getting off the ground the way I wanted to, this is a great time to cast the vision, to look at what is it going to look like in 2021, maybe 2022, maybe 10 years from now. Venus is in cancer. So we are feeling her energy. And whenever we talk about Venus, we're talking about love, relationships, friendships, money. Okay. So anything you have that you want to cast your vision around what your relationship looks like, what your money looks like. Venus trying Neptune can help us do that. Venus trying Neptune can also make us a little bit gullible. So beware of that on Thursday. You want to make sure that you're in reality. It's not the best time to jump into a commitment that you weren't sure about last week. It's not the best time to jump into an investment that you weren't planning on doing previously last week. So, you know, just good time to sit back and dream, not a good time to commit to something long-term 
because sometimes Venus and Venus trying Neptune is like the rose colored glasses. And then once you change out the glasses next week, it might not look the same. Hey, did you know that I have an astro obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep. It's called the luminary league and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to learn more and to sign up. So as we get deeper into the week, we move into the weekends. We have Venus opposing Pluto. That's on Sunday. And we have Mercury opposing Neptune. That's on Sunday. These two aspects, oppositions are also considered hard aspects in astrology. But the thing about oppositions is that there's two ways of looking at them. One way is we are at polar opposite sides of this argument and we cannot see eye to eye. The other way to look at oppositions that I like to look at oppositions is we can walk toward one another we can find a way to the midpoint. So with that in mind, Venus, again, money and love relationships is opposing Pluto and Capricorn. So Venus and cancer opposing Pluto and Capricorn. This cancer Capricorn axis polarity is what we've been working with for a couple of years. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we had a series of eclipses this summer and throughout the past two years. And that series of eclipses that went on for nearly two years ended this summer, just about a month ago, maybe a little more. So we've been working with this cancer Capricorn axis for so long. Venus opposite Pluto is going to bring up the stuff that you probably have already been looking at for the past couple of years. And if any of that stuff has to do with your relationships or your money, it's going to come up again. Okay. So it might bring up the undercurrent of resentment or any feelings, even subconscious feelings of resentment or subconscious beliefs about your worthiness, your value, money, how you earn money, all of that, that might come up because Pluto does really like to live in the depths of our psyche. It likes to play in the subconscious. So does Neptune and Pisces. So we've got a a hefty dose of Neptune and Pluto on Sunday. So your subconscious is going to be talking to you as well as the stuff that you have perhaps stuff down that you haven't wanted to look at in a while. Mercury opposing Neptune, similar vibe, different signs. Mercury is the planet of communication. Neptune, again, the subconscious. So Neptune's in Pisces 
and Mercury's in Virgo. And Virgo is nitpicky. We are in Virgo season. The sun is in Virgo. Mercury's in Virgo. Virgo can be really interested in the details, really overburdened by the logistics and the semantics really get small. Pisces likes to go big. Pisces likes to talk about the spirit, the big picture. Virgo is really interested in the details. So Mercury and Virgo opposite Neptune and Pisces, they're not speaking the same language, but they are both here to be of service. So they can walk toward one another. They're in opposition. They can walk to the middle and find some common ground when I think of Virgo and Pisces, I always think of being of service. You know, Virgo is embodies the idea of service to others and Pisces is in service to the soul, to the spirit. So when these two guys get together, I think it's really, really important for all of us to take a moment and ask ourselves, how is my work of service? What am I doing in this life at this moment and how is it of service to others and how is it of service to my soul and my evolution on this planet. So big, heavy stuff on Sunday and we are going to probably have some resentments and some stuff show up that we don't necessarily want to deal with. Maybe some stuff comes up from your childhood or from your past and you realize that you got to release it. Well, lucky for you next week, we will have a full moon. So we're going to actually be playing with some of these same energies next week. Mercury is going to trine Pluto, which is going to give us a great opportunity to work through some of the stuff that came up this week. And then you'll be able to release it on Wednesday when we have the full moon Wednesday next week before Labor Day, we'll have that full moon in Pisces. And then we'll be talking about this same polarity of Virgo Pisces because a full moon is when the moon is opposite the sun and therefore the full moon reflects back the sun's light. So the sun is in Virgo, the full moon will be in Pisces and we'll be talking about that next week. This time of year, just to take a moment to note this sun in Virgo period, you know, the sun in Virgo really illuminates where we do our work in the world, where we are of service. So those are some of the things you want to be thinking about this week and the next couple of weeks as the sun spends some time in this part of your chart. So wherever you have Virgo in your chart, that's where the sun is illuminating it. And, you know, the thing about Virgo is that it can make us a little bit overly critical, but it gives us the critical eye to look at the details and to put the finishing touches on things. It also transitions us into the harvest season. So it's considered, you know, this time that transitions us from summer to fall. And you think about this as the time of year, if you live in the Northeast where I do and other parts of the world as well, where we have a bounty of fruits and vegetables. If you go to the farmer's market, they have all the good stuff right now. So you've got peaches and you've got lettuce and you've got 
zucchini and you've also got tomatoes and you, and soon we're going to have apples and we'll go into the fall and we'll have squash. So this is really like, you don't need to know what's at the farmer's market. I'm sure you can figure it out on your own, but this is the time when we have that bounty and that is Virgo. Virgo brings the bounty. It brings the harvest. It's of service. It's feeding the masses. It's feeding the world. That is the essence of Virgo, right? Bringing bounty to others, bringing goodness to others. That's the essence of Virgo. And in that way, they can also be, have a critical eye and they know how to put the finishing touches on things. And sometimes they can be a little critical in the way they deliver that message, but that's okay. Cause they're doing it in a way that you might not the way that like the way Virgos always communicate, but they're doing it because they want to help. And that's something to remember while Mercury is in Virgo for the next week. What else was I going to say about Virgo? I think that's it. I love Virgo. It's one of my favorite signs. My moon is in Virgo. So I feel very connected to Virgo people. So I love this time of year. It feels like fresh and new. And that's really something that's so nice about this time of year. And I know that this particular start to the school year feels really tough. You know, people are making really tough decisions about sending their kids to school or not sending their kids to school. But even though you, this year might not look like most, you know, get a new outfit or as Tom Hanks says in my favorite movie, you've got mail. If I knew your name and address, I would send you a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. So if you are the kind of person that gets excited about freshly sharpened pencils, get yourself some pencils, really see if there's something that you can do to just feel like you're getting a fresh start and embody that, that energy of this time of year that we typically embody. So let's do a little quick recap. So I'll tell you what the moon is doing first, and then we'll do the recap. So on Monday, the moon is in Scorpio and Monday was tough, which is why the podcast is coming out late this week. On Tuesday, uh, the moon moved into Sagittarius. Wednesday, it's still in Sag. On Thursday, the moon moves into Capricorn. And then Saturday in the evening, the moon moves into Aquarius. That's all Eastern Standard Time. So the moons, just to note, this week kind of feels like a minefield. Like there's going to be moments where you're walking through and everything feels fine and dandy and really good and it's flowing and it's in harmony. And then all of a sudden you're going to step on a mine. So that's kind of how this week is. It's a real crapshoot. We always want to pay attention when the moon goes into Capricorn, which it will be in Capricorn Thursday, Friday, and most of Saturday, because it comes in contact with that, what some people are calling the COVID gang, the COVID clump, the COVID cluster, which is those three planets in Capricorn, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn. And those guys are really dictating everything that's going on this year. So when the moon comes through, those guys are activated. We feel them. And so you just want to pay attention. How do you feel when the moon's in Capricorn? And what part of your chart is being activated with those planets there? So to recap, Monday, we have Mars square Saturn and that's going to be playing out in the background. We're going to have it in the background, like some 
bad background music that we can't shake through September. On Thursday, Venus trine Neptune, you know, you might feel spacey or dreamy, nostalgic. You might even be gullible. Just don't make any long-term commitments on Thursday. Saturday, Mercury is going to trine Jupiter. And I forgot to talk about this one much, but on Saturday, Mercury trine Jupiter is really, it feels good. It's sort of like that glass half full positive thinking. This is really helpful. We need that this week. Um, so Saturday, have some fun, be optimistic, enjoy that transit. Sunday is going to be the, one of the tougher days of the week with Venus opposite Pluto and Mercury opposite Neptune. Um, you want to be careful not to go down the rabbit hole. You really could very easily be pulled into the internet rabbit hole this week. So be really, really careful about that. Really be mindful of how you spend your time, what you're taking in. That Venus trying Neptune can make us gullible. Don't forget. So really be careful with what information you're taking in. And you might notice some old stuff, some old emotional stuff coming up, some subconscious stuff coming up that you didn't even know was there. But you'll have a chance to release that energy, forgive that, whoever that was, whatever that was, let it go with the full moon next week, okay? So again, you might be feeling stuck right now. You might be feeling held back and unable to get ahead. It's okay. Mars square Saturn, this is part of the deal. We will have oodles of lessons to unpack at the end of this. For now, it's okay to rest. It's okay to dream. It's okay to plan. It's okay to write out the vision or make the vision board. Even if you don't feel like you can take action in the way that you want to right now, Saturn loves a plan. Put the plan in place step-by-step. And when in doubt, when Saturn is really bearing down on us, the best thing to do is to think, what is the next right step? And do that. Just do that one thing, one thing at a time, one action at a time, one task at a time, moving in a particular direction. That's all I got for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I promise the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris uh, bonus podcast is coming soon. And if you want to join me for the full moon workshop next week. We're going to be doing a full moon workshop on Tuesday night. So if you want to come over and join Patreon, patreon.com slash Veronica Peretti, it's in the show notes, come on over and join us and you'll get my new moon and full moon offerings each month. So the full moon is really the most fun because we get together on zoom and we do a live workshop and I talk about the full moon and we do a meditation together. We do some journaling and uh, then we do some chart readings and I just, I do some mini chart readings for whoever is on live. So I'd love to have you join us there. It's really a great time. The group of women that join me on those workshops are fantastic and I know you'll love it. So come on over and join me on Patreon. And until then, until next week, I will uh, see you on Instagram. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.